the culture of abortion is very pervasive in continuing education, in conference offerings. It's become more and more that now APLOG is being blocked from even coming to midwifery meetings. Caring for Both, a curbside consult series by the American Association of Pro-Life Obstetricians and Gynecologists, where medical professionals answer your questions about what it means to provide evidence-based, life-affirming health care to both pregnant women and their pre-born children. We know that every day in your practice and on your rotations, you face clinical situations that are challenging. We've all called a curbside consult when we need a quick second opinion on the best course of action for our patient. This podcast series is meant to serve as a curbside consult for you as you face ethically challenging patient care scenarios. Hear from experts on how they approach these situations and tips for how to think through them. Because we know that your lives are busy, we keep each episode short enough for you to listen to on your work commute so you have the support and information you need when you need it. We upload new episodes every Thursday. I'm your host for today, Miriam Diallo. The topic that we're going to cover today is pro-life representation in the field of midwifery. As I've mentioned before, medical professional organizations have taken an increasingly staunch pro-abortion position in the last several years. This has impacted pro-life medical professionals of many specialties, including midwives. Our guest is here to speak on this issue today. Betsy Morton, RNCNM, has been on the APLOG board as head of the midwifery subsection since 2019. She currently serves as Nurse Supervisor for the Erlanger Nurse Family Partnership, which is a community health program that serves low-income first-time moms by partnering them with a nurse for regular support from pregnancy to their child's second birthday. She also volunteers with LifeSpring Community Health and Midwives in Support of Life, a subsection of the American College of Nurse Midwives. Betsy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Miriam. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Uh, Just for some quick background, I know you've served women in diverse ways over the course of your career. Can you tell us a little bit more about your work as a nurse midwife? Sure. Um, So I first learned about nurse midwifery when I was 12 years old. My mom was seeing a midwife. She was pregnant with my youngest sister, and I went with her to an appointment. And the midwife showed me um, how to feel where the baby was and to listen to the baby's heartbeat. And it was magical for me. And I thought to myself then, that's what I want to do. So that was my resolve when I was 12. And I eventually became a nurse and worked in the NICU and then in labor and delivery and learned more about what nurse midwives did. I worked with some wonderful midwives in Philadelphia. And after a little time with them, I decided to pursue my degree as a nurse midwife. And so I enrolled in the midwifery school and that was kind of my journey. So I was my journey over the course of my education to become a midwife. Very cool. So it sounds like in your practice, you serve you serve both pregnant women and their preborn children. How does that work in your practice? And do you feel like being a pro-life medical professional has ever negatively impacted your patient's health? Um, no, I've always felt like the work I did as a midwife was for both mom and baby. It was an opportunity to help a, a mom learn about um, her 
pregnancy as a normal process, a healthy process, a physiologic process, and that as she took care of herself well, that would be a way for her to take care of her growing baby well. And then we would talk about what would what her, her goals were with birth. And then, of course, supporting her through labor and birth was one of the gifts that I felt like I was given of being a midwife, getting to be a part of that process, the wonder of the miracle of birth. I never got tired of seeing babies be born and being uh, active in that process. So I didn't think that, I don't think there was ever a time when being pro-life and supporting both mom and baby has negatively impacted my practice. Thank you so much. Uh, Tell us more about your work at APLOG's midwifery subsection and at Midwives in Support of Life. What motivates you to take leadership roles in these groups and why is this work needed? I first learned about APLOG when I was working for an organization called Choices, a pregnancy resource center where I offered free ultrasounds and STI testing for clients who didn't have insurance or for clients who were looking for just information about their pregnancies or or about their options. We did options counseling too. Um, But I felt like at that time I learned about APLOG and what APLOG was doing. And I felt like the work APLOG was doing gave me information that I could use to help women to make an informed choice about their options, to really know what the risks of abortion were and to know about all their options, be that adoption, parenting, or abortion, that they would know exactly what to expect. Because a lot of women are not told about some of the things, the health consequences that an abortion decision might have on their body. So I wanted women to have all that information because it's really important to them in that crucial time when they're really weighing out what their options are. Is your work in these groups also helpful for the midwives who are trying to navigate a career as a pro-life midwife in an environment that might not be as supportive of that? Absolutely. Um, we had, we've had some midwives tell us that they were denied jobs because they were pro-life. We, it was almost universal when I spoke to, to pro-life midwives that they were afraid to talk about their pro-life views while they were in school. And I really feel like now more than ever, it's crucial for pro-life midwives to know that they are not alone, that they do have a voice, and that you are a midwife, even if you're pro-life. Because there's even been talk of things like you aren't a midwife if you don't do abortions, which is not true. And we need especially students and midwives who are working in an unsupportive environment to know that they're not alone. Now, the group Midwives in Support of Life is a subsection of ACNM, correct? It is. Okay. And the ACNM's official position is in support of abortion. Yes. So I don't know. uh, I do know that there are people in the Midwives and Supportive Life group who are not pro-life and are interested in what's happening in the pro-life world because they are trying to fight against it. So there's been a lot of conversation in the past in that group, but I think lately people have been nervous about putting information into that group. So it becomes all the more important for the midwifery subsection of APLOG to step up and to support midwives, give them a place to ask their questions, to talk through situations and to feel supported. What are you hearing from midwives who are pro-life in terms of struggles that they're having within their career? You mentioned some examples, but yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more. Well, there's definitely been opposition to pregnancy resource centers where many pro-life midwives work. 
There's also been a lot of opposition in certain areas of the country that are not friendly to pro-life midwives. So the subsection, we have some group chats and some Facebook groups also that are places where midwives can get information and can feel supported because the culture of abortion is very pervasive in continuing education, in conference offerings. It's become more and more that now APLOG is being blocked from even coming to midwifery meetings to even give that information to pro-life midwives that there is an organization for them, that there's a place for them. So that's been really concerning. That first happened two years ago in October when we were blocked from having our booth. And then eventually that the thought at that time was, well, if there's balance in the program, pro-life and pro-abortion could be presented, but they're saying that we are not aligned with their goals. And so we are not even being allowed to come and have an apply table at the, the midwifery meeting in Orlando. They pretty much told us that they were denying our request to have a booth because we are not aligned with their goals as an organization. And it's becoming more and more that way. But my question, you know, and the question, I had a conversation with a midwife a couple of years ago at a convention, a, a midwifery convention. A midwife came to me and she said, I don't know why I came to your table, but something made me come back. And I said, well, my question to you is what makes somebody human? You know, what I, I've worked in the NICU. I, I worked as a NICU nurse for, for many years, and we struggled to help women stay pregnant when they were threatening to deliver early. We, we worked really hard to save very early, early born babies, premature babies. We worked really hard, and they can't only be human if they're wanted. That doesn't make sense. And she said, no, that doesn't make sense. And I said, is a baby human when they are born? Do they become human then? Do they become human when they're viability like that can't be right right and then I said to her like I have seen embryos on a petri dish my I went through in vitro and I saw my son it was 25 years 26 years ago I saw my son as five cells on a petri dish and I loved him then and I love him now and the only difference is that he's had 25 years to grow so I I don't think we can say that humanity I mean and she she agreed with me she said I don't that can't be, it can't be right. She said, never really thought about it that way. Um, you know, but I was thinking about this with my husband this morning. I was saying, you know, humans are the only organism on this planet that, that understands truth, beauty, and goodness. Like we have a sense that as humans, we have a sense of what our conscience is telling us. Like no other species has that. It's what sets us apart is we are image bearers of God. And that's, I think, why I care so deeply about this whole issue of abortion, because I feel like life is a gift from God. It's ordained by him. And so to so abortion is a violation of that. It's, you know, we, we talk in my program about the first thousand days. We support moms from the time that they become pregnant until their baby turns two is for a thousand days of brain growth. And that starts at conception and it goes to age two. And so if you, if you stop that process, you are that 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 life is gone, and so I feel like as a nurse supervisor in this program, I I get the privilege of supporting my nurses to support women who are vulnerable, to help them to be healthier, to have healthier pregnancies, to have full term deliveries, to to know what attachment looks like, what mom baby attachment looks like, to know that mom and baby baby is born looking for mom, and that baby is going to be looking at looking to mom to to recognize and to see him from that time forward. So I feel like. You know, that's one of our foundational principles of this program is like attachment. We want mom and baby to attach well because we know that that's going to 
affect baby's language acquisition, baby school readiness, success in school, success in life. It all starts with attachment. So we, it's one of our foundational principles. So for that reason, I think it's crucially important that we help people to recognize that tiny little humans, they need our support. They need to be seen from the moment they're born and before that as midwives, we are caring for both mom and baby because we recognize the value and the wonder of the life that's been given and, and that life is a gift. You're offering a perspective that it seems like a lot of midwives haven't heard before. And now with the antagonistic type actions of the ACNM against people with your worldview, it seems like they won't have a chance uh, to hear your, your point of view on this issue. What impact do you think this will have on the field of midwifery in general? I am very concerned about the field of midwifery right now especially because it has become so radicalized in the ACNM to things that I that that violate my conscience. I feel like conscience protection is so important that that we practice in line with our convictions. And so things like abortion, those things are in violation of my conscience. And so to be told that this is the way I have to believe if I'm going to be a part of an organization, it makes me very concerned because I think that the majority of midwives don't necessarily, that doesn't line up with what they're thinking, but I don't know how the organization is going to survive this. If a few radical midwives are driving this agenda, I don't see the whole organization coming along because it's a violation of their conscience. And ultimately, since your concern is with your patients, how do you think this change is going to impact your patients and their babies? I do see midwifery care and the midwifery model of care as supporting physiology and supporting wholeness in women in their bodies, that this is the answer to racial disparities, to especially in concerns to maternal, concerning maternal mortality. And I think midwifery care is the answer. We know around the world that there are places where midwives do all of the the normal birth. That's not the case in this country, but I think it, the more midwives we have, we always felt like that would be a solution to some of the things that we see as huge problems in our country in terms of OB care and OB care deserts. But I feel like right now we are very fragmented as an organization, not even focusing on how to address this crisis. And I feel like it is this crisis that we should be focusing on rather than on pushing an abortion agenda. What do you think it'll take to get the field of midwifery to where it's focusing on the right issues? Well, I do think that we have a start with the midwifery subsection of Applog because it's a place for pro-life midwives to come and to feel um, supported and to feel like they have good research on which to base their, their uh, practice. It can be evidence-based and yet life-affirming. Um, so I feel like we have a start there. It may come to the point where we need to start a different organization. That's maybe in the future. And I'm feeling less and less able to support the ACNM right now because of the current climate. I don't know how many other midwives feel this way, but I feel like it's pretty a pretty different ACNM than the one that I have known for the last 30 years. Is there anything else important that you envision for the field of midwifery in the future? I really hope that the field of midwifery can return to supporting women to be the healthiest that they can be and to 
be um, whole, which that means supported in all aspects of life from the time when they're teenagers up through childbearing years and beyond. And what wholeness looks like in all those times is being supported and listened to and heard to be given good information and advice and support to help them to be the healthiest that they can be. And abortion care is not a part of that. Now, I will say if a woman has an abortion, she should certainly come to a midwife because a midwife will support and love her and care for her non-judgmentally. And of course, we want all women to be supported. And so abortion care, in terms of care after an abortion, if a woman has an abortion, a midwife is a good place to go. I think also there's a lot of support for post-abortive care in post-abortion healing. And that's also available for women. So I want them to know that too. Because as midwives, we are very concerned about being seen as, especially as pro-life midwives, we're, we're often called things like racist or uh, super, white supremacist, which is, I don't see the connecting of the dots on that one. I'm not sure how that that's being come up with, but I want people to know that midwives are people who are, 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 are providers who want them to be whole and want to be them to be healthy and to be as healthy as they can be through all the stages of childbearing and birth and beyond. And I hope that, that midwives feel like they have a place in APLOG to feel like they have that support. Thank you so much, Betsy. One last quick question for our listeners. Uh, where can listeners go to find you online or the work that you do? They can find me either. My email is in Midwives in Support of Life. Also, they can email, email me at elizabeth at afblog.org. Um, and I welcome conversation and support. And I would love to support any midwives who are feeling the need for that. And or especially if they are feeling disenfranchised or under represented by ACNM right now. All right. Well, thank you so, so much, Betsy, for your insights. Thank you, Miriam. And a massive thank you to our listeners for joining us today. If you have any topic requests, you can direct message us on the social media pages linked in the description of this episode. You can also email us at info at aaplog.org. And if you're a medical professional interested in joining this community as a member, you can do so by going to aaplog.org slash join. We will see you next week.